You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. This is Brian Collins. I'm a uh, former Walt Disney Imagineer, and you're listening to the most wonderful podcast to hit the airwaves, Mousecapades. Happy Hump Day, everyone. Thanks for bringing us into your home, car, or wherever you may be. This is Stephanie, and I'm joined by Nick, and this is episode number 476, and we are bringing you all of the latest news. But before we begin, go ahead and check out our friends over at yourstorytravel.com. You can reach out to one of our lovely agents on the latest Disney info and deals. It's very easy. Just go to that website. You can click on Our Story and reach out to one of our agents or join our Ohana and become an agent yourself. Simply go to yourstorytravel.com. So, Nick? Yes? Question of the day. Did you go see Frozen 2? I did not. Okay, I didn't either. Okay. But I will. I will be seeing Frozen 2. I wasn't about to try to take my daughter there. And we didn't have a sitter yet because I'm not taking a one-year-old to movies and being that person. Um, so, yeah, I didn't see it yet either. But it sounds like it did fantastic. Yeah, I did extremely well. Frozen 2 has earned $350 million in the worldwide box office. Wow, wow, wow. The Walt Disney Animation Studios expected that Frozen 2 would earn between $110 million and $120 million domestically through the month of November, but according to Forbes, the highly anticipated sequel has already brought in a whopping $127 million domestically, which is a record-breaking $350 million worldwide. Right. It did incredible. And the awesome thing is that people, and what they're saying about it, is that it's just as good as the original. Oh, really? Good. Yeah, I've seen nothing but positive things about it. Um, it did surpass The Incredibles 2, which opened with $242 million worldwide. So that is also incredible. Pretty cool, man. Uh, I want to take you over <laughs> incredible. to... Incredible. See? It's, it's pretty incredible. incredible. Right. Got it? It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so I'm looking through my notes here. Do I have any more movie items or entertainment items? I don't think I do. That was the only my, thing I have, my I don't big have, one. Yeah, I don't have any Disney Plus this week. None for me so either. So we can, I guess, just start right on some resorts stories here. Let's, oh, I have one Disney Plus okay, thing. Okay, what do you got? Oh, it's a rumor. Oh, sweet. No, can we do it now? Throw it in, dude. Okay. So, it is rumored that Dr. Afra might be appearing in the Disney Plus series. Am I saying that right? have no idea who this person is. You don't? No. What's it say in the article? Well, I thought maybe you might know. No, I don't know. Is she a Marvel character? What is she? Oh, Mandalorian. Yeah. Wait a minute. What? Star Wars character. Star Wars? Okay, I have no idea who this character is. Cass- oh, I don't know. Yeah. Cassian. That's Cassian. Cassian and Obi-Wan. Yeah. So they already have their series. And There's it- a Cassian series coming out? Nice. Right. Well, they think that maybe this Dr. Afra could be making an appearance on um, one of, I guess, on, on one of those. Either on the Cassian? Cassian? Is that what you were saying? Cassian. Cassian or Obi-Wan or the Mandalorian. Okay, so it's not like it's gonna. She's gonna have her own spotlight no, or and her she's own a comic. Okay. So is there a, a yeah, Star Wars? Oh comic? yeah, there are comics all over the place. So I I would assume this is canon, which means it's legit within the story or the universe of Star Wars. I don't know who Afra is. There's probably a lot of Star Wars fans out there right now being like, "Dude, you don't know who Afra is." I don't. Our Star Wars guru Jeff probably would, but I do not. 
I mean, I haven't read the comic books. Let's see here. It goes Star Wars, Dr. Afra. I hope we're pronouncing her name right. I see Chewie in the background. It looks to be a droid like C-3PO. And she R2. looks like one tough chick. And that kind of looks like Chopper. That kind of doesn't look like R2-D2. It's not an R2 unit. So, I don't know. That looks like a Wookiee. I don't know if that's Chewbacca, but it definitely is a Wookiee. We'll just have to check it out. Yeah. Anyways, she she might be on one of the Star Wars things on Disney Plus. And and speaking of Disney, well, you know, I didn't didn't have anything, but I've watched all the way through season one through three of The Mandalorian, and it Me is too. by you have watched. It. I have. Okay. What are your thoughts? I like it. Okay, I like it a lot, especially at the very end of that past episode or, or episode, episode three, three, where all the Mandalorians came together. Right. You're spoiling things. Oh, you have to say spoiler no. alert before any of oh, this. Oh, they have. Yeah, but the true Star Wars fans have already watched it. They watched it on Friday when it was released. So I, I feel totally confident that we're not going to make anybody upset by talking about Mandalorian. I, I liked right his now. little one liner. I've got to get me one of those. Oh, with the jetpack? That was hilarious. Dude, you really, you really were into this. I, yes. I was. I was watching, and it's just, he's. He's a man of little words. And Let's just say it that way. And when he says that, I just laugh. He so, is. And so the hard. little Yoda creature, like we don't know what species of alien he actually is. Actually, We're just calling the, him Baby Yoda. In the Star Wars universe, there's no name for his species, so we can call him Baby Yoda. Oh, apparently he, Disney Plus has broke some rules with that too. What do you mean? Well, Yoda is supposed to be the only, like there is only Yoda. There's no really? other species. He is just Yoda. So is he, I wonder if he was created by the force, I, right? Like he just, was he, did he evolve from like pond scum or was he like uh See, now you're going above my knowledge of Star Wars. This right. is the Jeff conversation. Or, or I just was he read. just born out of? Like, I, I have no idea. I have, I am clueless as well. I just know that I read that they are breaking some rules because there is only supposed to be one Yoda. And now as I keep calling him, there's a baby Yoda. He's so adorable. He's so stinking cute. cute. And people are posting all over social media of tattoos of the baby Yoda, oh, like on their arms. Oh, people are getting and, tatted yeah. up with baby Yoda. The baby Yodas. That yeah. would be a cute tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd get that though. Like I that's mean, like getting like I heart you, mom, right. on your on your arm, and then your mom like yells at you for getting it. Right. I don't oh. know. Let's go ahead. So let's. I have Living with the Land stuff. Living with okay. the Land, Merry and Bright Nights Holiday Overlay, which looks really cool. If you know me You're already, living with the land. Yeah. Like, obsessed. I am. And people who listen to the podcast know this. My friends know this. I am obsessed with Living with the Land. It's probably, I don't want to say probably, it is my favorite ride over at Epcot. Really? People would say I'm crazy. They do, actually. But It's yeah. one that I think a lot of people skip. They do. The it, line's always pretty short. It brings... Well, it depends now. Sometimes I've seen it where you're like, dude, I ain't going to wait in this line to get on this ride. Okay. Uh, where I've had to fast pass it, you know? But there are other times where it's just a walk-on. But you can get fast passes pretty easily for it. Right. No one's going to fast pass. Right. We're living with the land except for me. One of their top three fast right. passes. Living with the land. I mean, what else are you going to fast pass? You know? I mean, if you get frozen or you get test track or or whatever, maybe, or Soren. What's there left? I mean, spaceship Earth and See, you living just... with the land. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> so anyway, I just, I love it because it's educational. Right. It's very informed. Well, that's the same thing. But I don't know. 
keeps my attention and I just I think it's really cool what they're doing over there and how they grow their own food and mm -hmm. sustain the restaurant that's right there you know garden grill and it's just it's really neat and all the science experiments that they can conduct over there how cool would it be to be a cast member and conduct your own experiment experiments in that awesome greenhouse yeah where you have people coming through I mean that is something straight out of for me and, and here's the the kid in me because I you know when I was a kid I wanted to be Indiana Jones and be on an adventure all the time but you have a really cool greenhouse here and it reminds me of you're gonna laugh Jurassic Park like your own little scientific lab. Like you have your Are own- Are you waiting for the dinosaur when you're on the ride? So <laughs> so that may become a reality, by the way. There's a scientist out there that uh, claims that he can clone a Star uh, uh, Star Wars. That he can clone a dinosaur. No way. Yeah. No. Anyway, that's kind of off topic right now, but- Right. Here we go. So, jumping around. Anyway, love it. And they really- And now we've got really some holiday light. Is, really all it is is just a whole bunch of lights. Christmas lights over everything. Do they always do that every year or is this new? I haven't seen this. Okay. I, you know, it may have happened last year, the year before. Maybe it's a thing. That's the first time I've heard about it. But and it's out now. If you want to see it, go see it now. Maybe I've been living in a hole and people are like, how, how can this be your favorite ride? And you've never known this has happened. I just, I well, haven't. Maybe because you don't go around Christmas time. You I, go, you're a Halloweener. I'm, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yes. I just said that. I am a Halloweener. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wiener. So anyway, <laughs> I love you, dude. So I, I've a gone. A Halloween person is what I. <laughs> right. You're a Halloweener, Nick. So what would that make me if I was a Christmas person? Mm, all right. All right. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I've gone once during the Christmas holidays and it it was just, eh, it was just all right for me. Okay. You know? So anyway, it was pretty cool though. I mean, there's nothing like a Christmas down in. Disney. Right. And there's you. a lot going on for Christmas right now. What do you got? So we have, doo -doo -doo, let me pull up my Christmas stuff I mean, here. This is just coming from a Halloweener. Right. Just, yeah. <laughs> just from that Halloweener. All right. Oh, well, living with the land is actually going to be extending their operating hours as well. Sweet. So on that same exact topic, um, normally they close pretty early, right? I think it's got like a six o'clock closing. That the ride stops. Okay. Which is also not something that I knew. Um, but now I do. Riding it at night is eerie as well. Like, because the light's not shining through the dome of the greenhouse. And so it's just, it's black all around you. They got the lights on. It is kind of, kind of cool. Kind of oh, eerie. Well, you can, you can ride it a little bit later now because typically, oh, it says typically the attraction closes at 7 p.m. Um, with some of the other future world attractions and then on extra magic hour nights. But living with the land, um, generally sees lower wait times as the day progresses. So normally that's why they close early. However, they are going, it says starting November 29th, Living with the Land will close with the park instead of closing at 7 p.m. So that is up until uh, December 31st. So you can see it all of December later into the night. So that 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock hour, you get to go there as well. A little fact for you. So Living with the Land, you know how it's all... You know, they just, they have a recording that plays while you're taking the tour. There's not, you know, there isn't somebody standing at the front of the boat explaining everything to you. It's pre-recorded. Right. Jungle Cruise, on the other hand, you have your skipper. You got the skipper. Well, living with the land, they used to have their own skippers. They Back did? Back in the day, they used to have, they used to have live individuals that would kind of take you through the tour, but now but it's they just didn't, voice automated. They didn't tell you or funny I mean, not jokes. voice automated, but just, you know, recorded, pre-recorded. Right. 
No, I yeah, no no funny jokes. They were serious. Yeah. All right. As scientists are. I've got one more Christmas thing for you. We've got Santa Claus meet and greet at the Magic Kingdom begins this week. Woohoo, Santa! He's there already. So you're going to find Santa in Town Square Courtyard from Thursday, November 28th through December 24th. He will be there every day from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And when he gets tired, he can go ahead and head over to Disney Springs and head over to Jacques Lindsay's Hangar Bar. It's going to receive a holiday twist this year. They're going to officially call it not the Hangar Bar, but it's going to be replaced with the Holiday Bar. It's going to have a really cool Christmas overlay. Or, excuse me, I should say holiday overlay. So when Santa, you know, has had enough of the day and too many kids have, you know, just pulled and tugged on his suit. And And his beard. Yep, and his beard. I forgot his beard. And he's ready to just have a cold one. He can hang over, head over to Jacques Lindsay's bar, holiday bar, this Christmas. Throw one back. Yes, he can. Or two. And you can throw one or two back with Santa. So, just yeah, kidding. He they, won't really be there. That'd be cool if he, if he was, though. <laughs> it would be. They had like a Santa with like a red nose and like his, you know, just like walking around right. like, like, I don't know. Looking exhausted. Yeah, exactly. Is that the term we're going to use? Exhausted? Yes. Okay. We're going to say exhausted. So here's the logo. So you have Jacques Lindsay, right? Hangar bar. So little uh, Jacques. Oh. He was the pilot. With Speaking of Indiana Jones. So he was Indy, Indy's pilot in the very beginning. Mm. And he was only in the first, I, I think the first movie. But anyway, so Jacques Lindsay was Indiana Jones pilot. Now he has his own restaurant there. Not the actual Jacques, but you know. Anyway, right. he's there at not Disney Springs. There. So his logo, really all they have, it just says holiday and it's literally over wor- the word hanger. Right. So it's kind of like it struck is a, through. It is a literal overlay. Wow. Yeah. Just so you know, it is just becoming festive temporarily. I don't think I have any other holiday stuff going on. Because if I do, I'll just go ahead and stay on that. I do not. You got any other holiday stuff? I do not think so either. I think that was my only holiday stuff. All right. I do have um, some more operating hours, some changes. So the operating hours of Walt Disney World Parks are going to be extended around the opening of Star Wars Rise of Resistance. Which is a good idea. So on December 5th, the day that Rise of Resistance opens, Disney's Animal Kingdom moves to an 8 a.m. opening. And they have their magic hour starting at 7 a.m. And Epcot, the park, is going to get a rare 8 a.m. opening. And their magic hour starts at 7 a.m. as well. And then Hollywood Studios is open at 8 a.m. and closing at 10 p.m. I'm actually a little surprised that it's not going to be open longer. Or I would have thought they would have maybe been open at 6 a.m. What, what time are they closing? What time are they open and closing 10, again? 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. And huh. there's no extra magic hours. Well, you know, for the longest time, they were opening up at 6 a.m. But for Rise of Resistance... Definitely. That's the ride everybody has been waiting for. Right. I feel that one's going to be more popular than Smuggler's Run. I I agree. And I'm a little shocked that they're just like, oh, we're going to open at 8. I mean, on December 5th, they have Animal Kingdom and Epcot opening at 7 a.m. So why don't they have Hollywood Studios open at 7 a.m.? I don't know. They've been used to... Yeah, I know, right? They've been opening it up for 6 a.m. for the longest time, so I don't... Uh, I feel like that was to try and get some traffic away well, sure. from Hollywood Studios. Like, hey, go go to Animal Kingdom or Epcot instead. Um, but 
it just surprises me that they wouldn't also try to, the people who want to be there, give them more opportunity to ride the rides sure. and have time at the park. I cannot wait for this ride, by the way. It's yeah. going to be, yeah, 3D augmented reality. I mean, it's going to be absolutely amazing. You're going the word is, and of course, this is just word, word. on the street. You're going to have live actors, animatronics. I mean, live it, actors, really? That's the word that I that I've heard. We're actually going to have live live stormtroopers cool walking around. But it's and that brings in the whole augmented reality thing into it, where it's 3D, but you can also see what's in front of you as well, like real people. Awesome. So anyway, we shall see though. I could be completely wrong. That's just what I've read and right. everything that's out there is just speculation anyway. So Exactly. But December yeah. 5th though is right around the corner. It really is, man. This month has flown by. This year has flown by. All right. Disneyland Park previews new look for Tomorrowland entrance. So this project was called Project Stardust. Pretty. Ooh, uh, I like that. Oh, you like that? That name. Yeah. That was from Star Wars Rogue One movie that came out a handful of years ago, Project Stardust, which was the project that created the Death Star. You oh. know the Death Star? Yes. Okay. So the project was named Project Stardust. No, I didn't know that. Anyway. I thought this was just a cool name. <laughs> so so I love how they cleverly put that in there. Uh, so Project Stardust, which has been focused on enhancements and beautification that improve guest flow, finally hit Tomorrowland recently with the removal of much of the futuristic rock work that marked the land's entrance. Imagineers have opened up the space and will be installing more trees and planters filled with colorful flowers. That's good. So it doesn't look so stale and sterile, right? Plus space age spires to mark the entrance. Very cool. Imagineer Kim Irvine said of the new design, Tomorrowland has always represented a feeling of optimism. Uh, originally designed the land with this notion of being wide open to innovative ideas and technology. When we started looking at the different Tomorrowland entrances throughout the years, both the 1955 and 1967 versions had a very optimistic appeal, which resonated with us. So I think it's cool that they're leaving. You know, they still have the planetary system right there with all the planets in the right. background. This place is going to, it's just going to open that up to make that more of the icon as you're walking in and it's going to make it pop. It looks really good. Yeah, that picture does look really I wish really they nice. would, I wish, I know they redid the entrance to Tomorrowland already at Walt Disney World, but I wish it was like this and you could see that icon in the background. Right. That's so, more of, sorry, yeah, that's no more point. of futuristic, um, like 50s futuristic. I don't even know if that's a term, but like the movie Tomorrowland, you know, it's set back in that era, but everything looks futuristic but it's like the cheesy buck rogers right the, the fake right. futuristic right so anyway so if we're talking about disneyland we have disney vacation club is coming to a disneyland hotel they already have yeah, i thought this was one odd. property uh, right yeah i thought this was odd and i'll tell you why okay so dvc already has a wing at the grand californian hotel yep so this is going to be the second property that will be coming to disneyland resort um, and it is, let me go down a little further to tell you, um, it says that there is going to be a 12-story tower that's going to include 350 rooms, half of the number of rooms uh, that Disney has planned for its uh, now-canceled fourth hotel at the resort. So, so this is going to be... I believe what they say, it's going to be 280,000 square foot development. I mean, it's absolutely insane. And my wonder here is, is this going to be exclusively just for DCV members or is it, or DVC, excuse me, members, or is this going to be both? 
like the Grand Californian? Are we, are we going to be able to have non-DVC members and DVC members stay at this hotel? Or is this tower going to be exclusively just for DVC? Hmm, that's a good question. I, that the article does not state. It doesn't. It goes on to make it appear or make you infer that it is going to be just a tower for D- Disney Vacation Club members. Right. I'm I'm going through and I'm because rereading again and combing over things. There's no official proposed timeline for the project. There's no information on who it will be for, but interesting. So Disney Vacation Club is are the ones making the statement. Uh, Terry Schultz. We look forward to working closely with the Disneyland Resort, the city of Anaheim, and engaging neighbors on this project, yada, yada. And Disney Vacation Club, they filed the plans. Right, and they haven't asked for a tax break either. So they filed the plans for a 12-story tower. And so since they didn't ask for a tax break, that's why they think it'll go pretty quickly and that it will be approved because Mm. they're not asking for for anything. Right, so there should be no reason it's not approved. So if this is truly solely just Disney vacation members, I guess, you know, for Disney to do this, then there is a need for this. But at the same time, I know there are plenty of good neighbor hotels and offshoot hotels. But Disney does Disney doesn't have that many resorts there at Disneyland. They only right. have a few. So Very it struck limited. me odd that this would be exclusively just for Disney Vacation Club members. I don't know. My opinion would be a block of rooms at each resort would be for Disney Vacation Club members. I mean, I guess I could lean the other way, though, too, because if you're a Disney Vacation Club member, you want that access to just your own Disney you Vacation Club environment exclusive. and incentive. So I also understand that. But with the limited space there at, you know, in Anaheim, I'll, I'm anxious to see how this goes over. Right. Are they going to be able to fill this up all the time to keep it maintained? Or are they going to have to open up rooms to non-DVC members? Hmm. And at that point, you're going to have DVC members that will complain. Maybe you know. they can have certain wings of the hotel or something. <laughs> oh, you're over on the east wing. Yes, We're on the west they... wing. <laughs> we don't talk to those people on the east wing. All right. Uh, what do you got going on? All right. So I have a really nice deal. Disney Cruise Line discount, it, um, discount some of their travel for the week this week. So if you are wanting to do a cruise, they have just, and they've got a whole bunch of of dates as well that are available. Um, But if you're looking to stay and do a Disney cruise, we've got some discounts that go just to Florida residents and some discounts that go to military um, families and then also just special rates. So there's a ton of special rates for Bahamas, Western Caribbean, um, for stay that's, this is April, August, um, November, February of all 2020. Um, but you must book uh, by the end of November. And then there's another section that you can book by the end of the year, December. So this makes a really great Christmas gift for somebody Sweet. at a Disney Cruise. So we're, yeah, definitely, you know, put that under the tree, gift, you know, gift a cruise to somebody, you know, slip that under the tree. That'd be kind of cool. So I'm going to open up. So what they do, just go to go to yourstorytravel.com and kind of figure out, uh, yeah. get a quote and, and go Absolutely. from there, contact we, an agent. We can give you the prices there. All right. Awesome. Outstanding. Frontierland over at Disneyland, by the way. I'm going to stick over there, Stephanie. I think this is really cool. We've mentioned this in the past. It's finally open. Frontierland Dueling pa- Pianos Ooh. show debuts this past week. 
It's really cool. The new du dueling pianos show in Frontierland at Disneyland Park. That was announced, and that was back in September. Uh, it's finally there at the Golden Horseshoe. And so it's an interactive show that will take place several times a day. The pair of piano players will take turns playing icon iconic numbers from the Old West and, you know, taking requests from the audience and stuff like that. So the current schedules give you a heads up has the showdown taking place at 11.30 a.m., 12.30 and 1.30 p.m., 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5, each and every day. I love stopping by over at, you know, Casey's Corner there at Walt Disney World. Jim, who plays ragtime right there every time we tim and i go out uh together or you know separately on our trips and stuff like that or even when i go with my wife and my family it's kind of cool because he's remembered us and you know we're like hey what's up jim and he plays ragtime now this is at disneyland though yeah but this is at disneyland okay so at disney world i absolutely love listening to jim you at know the, right. at, at disney world so i could see myself at disneyland if i was there i could see myself just staying are you a, for a couple shows a dueling piano fan like do you like dueling pianos the theme centered around this in Frontierland, in front of the Golden uh, Horseshoe. So that means your answer is no, you are not normally a dueling piano fan? Like, I wouldn't go to a piano bar, no. I love them. Do you? I, I think it's I, fun. I think I think uh, just piano bars in general are, like, yesterday. A little bit cheesy? No, not cheesy, but just that, that's yesterday. Like, you know, that was yesterday, you know. I, I don't know. But a dueling showdown in front of the, you know... The Golden Horseshoe, and they're playing old Western. Like, do you, so I, I, I. So they're one upping the, well, the dueling I, piano game. I look at it as it's in Frontierland. Okay. Think of the old duels people yeah. would have. You know, yeah. like, I can't stand you. You know, you walk your 10 paces, you turn around, you fire your weapon, right? Right. Like, this reminds me of. And you drop. I'm going to, right, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to duel against you. So there's so much potential here with the, uh, with the drama. You know, like, you could really have people out there where the pianos almost could take a character of their own to where they're actually dueling. I hope they're through, doing it that way. The right. Way that you're describing. Through the emotion of the the notes, you know? Yeah. You know, like, like symphony music. Right. To where they're actually dueling each other. So really, it's not necessarily the, the people playing the piano, the pianist, it becomes the pianos. And I really hope they're dressed up like the pianos themselves. Have their own characteristics. Oh, that'd be kind of cool just too. The, the people to who where play. they're truly dueling out on the streets in Frontierland. How how cool that, that would be. be. That would be neat. I like your idea. What else do you have? Oh, sorry. I know I could keep going on and on. And you know what? It's probably not even going to be in that manner. They're just going to be playing piano. There's going to be a generic piano. Right. Um, they're going to end up playing some journey. Your, do you have Do you have anything else? Or no, oh, I've you got, got stuff I've on got this. I've got a couple, but you have. You have their space restaurant coming up. Yeah. Nice. There's more news on that. Yeah, I've Sweet. got more news on that. Well, people don't want to hear me. Why don't you talk about that? I think we have a, a possible date. So Finally. we have a job listing that suggests that February of 2020 might be the opening for space. Get space. <laughs> I, I just said February 2020, space 220. I almost got jumbled up on all my 2020. Is that what they're calling it? Space 220. Space 220. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that's a nod to, a reference to. We got to look that up. You keep, you keep talking. I don't know. I'll check Anyways, it out. Anyways, it suggests that it might be opening um, in February of 2020. It says the listing indicates training that will begin in January of 2020 with the launch of the restaurant in February 2020. Construction on the restaurant began back in July of 2018. It's been going on for a while, and it's going to promise a culinary experience featuring the celestial uh, 
panorama of the space station, including daytime and nighttime views of the Earth from 220 miles up. There you go. That's why. Okay, there you go. Miles, I see that. 220 miles, was that? That's the orbit. Right, that's how far away you will be while you're watching this. So you're going to board that special elevator for a journey to the space station along the way. Um, It's going to give you some real-time perspective as you travel high above the planet. So the space station, apparently, according to like every source that's out there that I just pulled up, flies 240 miles above Earth. Oh. So 2020, I don't... 220. 2020 is the year. Yeah, 220. Sorry. So you'll be flying 20 miles below the space station. Just a little closer. Okay. How did Disney get that one wrong? Why didn't they say 240? Right. I don't know. Everything you see online here says 240. Well, no, here's 220. This one says approximately 220. That's just one. I guess it's between 220 and 240. Does does that fluctuate too with the space station? Maybe it's just elevation. Does it kind of go down? Like everything else is saying 240. Well, no, it says the average distance. The average distance, okay. So the average distance is 240, but there are some that are 220. Okay, all right. All right. Yeah. I stand corrected. So the job posting just says that they're looking for bartenders to join and a crew to start training. What about astronauts? I've always wanted to be an astronaut. They're looking for astronauts? Not looking for any astronauts this time. Um, but that does give you the idea that they should have it open February oh, 2020. They should totally have astronauts walking around. They're, I bet their costumes would be pretty cool, right? Oh, I, bet, I bet you they're going to be awesome. They better be. They better be like pressure suits. That'd be really cool. Like not legit pressure suits, but kind of look like them. They're trying to take your order oh, and they have these they should huge, just like, be, gloves on. They should just be the blue flight suits, right? That yeah. The blue NASA like flight suits? Suit yeah. looking thing? Yeah. Full flight suits. Jump, jump. No, flight suits. Flight suits. All the aviators are screaming at you right now. Well, I'm just picturing Tom Cruise is screaming at you right now. So is his buddy Goose. you're wrong. Let's see here. Primo. I don't even know how. Am I saying this right? Piato. Piato. It's a new quick service restaurant that's going to be coming to Disney's Riviera Restaurant on December 16th. Let's see here. It's going to be an Italian restaurant. No reservations needed. You just show up because it is quick service. But they're going to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Just give you guys a heads up. Fun. Yep, yep. I love Italian food. That's all I got. That's it. All right. Another quick one is we have some construction going on some of the roads. So if you've ever driven, have you ever driven in in Disney? Like you, you just jump on the Magic Express and do that every time. Oh, no, I've driven my own car and I've had rentals and we Uber all over the place. They're always doing construction. They've been doing it for eons. It seems like the last 10 years they've been working on roads out there and shifting things over. Every time we go down, there's a new lane, a new road, a new entrance somewhere. So and it changes monthly. Even the people down there, the Uber drivers will even say maps can't even like Google Maps can't even keep up, cannot keep up. Literally, they cannot keep up. Bummer. Yikes. Well, that makes it a little bit scary to drive around, but it, this is supposed to make your drive a little bit easier. So it says currently the drive to the Grand Floridian Res- uh, Resort and Shades of Green, you have to take the Magic Kingdom entrance bypass. Yes. And it's a very complicated car care center bypass road, and it, it's just very... Very difficult. So after the work is complete, you're going to have Floridian Way, and it's going to be a two-way road that's going to connect the World Drive South to the Magic Kingdom parking lot. 
I know it's if you haven't driven, it's probably sounding very confusing, but this is supposed to make everything much easier for your your commute. It will. It totally will. And I lied, by the way. I do have one more story. Oh, one more. My one of my favorite rides, other than the Indiana Jones ride in Small World over at Disneyland. Okay. Is Matterhorn. I don't, it's a bobsled ride. It's really cool. It's driven huh. all by gravity. Gravity pulls you down the Matterhorn sounds- Mountain. And what okay. slows you down at the very end, your brake system is H2O, water. That's what slows you down at the very, very end. It's awesome. It's really wow. cool. So after several months of operating with just one of its two tracks, Matterhorn Bobsleds in Disneyland Park is now back in full operation. In August, a chunk of the plaster broke off the side of the man-made mountain, forcing the closure of one of the tracks until repairs could be made. So it is back up and running, y'all. All right. I'm completely done now. That's it. That's all. I am done. And I'm done as well. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the last story. Okay, all right. Don't forget to check out our friends over at yourstorytravel.com. If you're interested in being a guest on our show, have a question or a comment, or simply want that free quote, don't be bashful. Get a little dopey with us, and you can simply text us, 407-674-0414. Email us, mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com, or travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. And as always, don't forget to go ahead and check out our friends over at yourstorytravel.com. Stephanie or Ahana, I think it's about that time. Peace. Have a magical day, my friends. Goodbye, farewell, be on your merry way. We are going to miss you every single day. So long, adieu, ta-ta and toodaloo. On my merry way, I'll always think of you. On land, or sand, or gravel. Oh, where the roads we travel, unravel. It's more fun with two, it's always me and you. And together, we will stay. Through warm or stormy weather We'll always be together Forever for within my heart If we should ever part We'll be never far away from each other We'll be never far away Dum 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 d